0: The messenger passed his hand over his hair with a gesture of embarrassment. "'It's a ridiculous affair,' he said with a contemptuous laugh. "'If I had been Mr. Vice, I wouldn't have had nothing to do with it. "'The sick gentleman, Mr. Greaves, is one of them people what can't bear doctors. "'He's been ailing now for a week or two, but nothing would induce him to see a doctor.' Mr. Vice did everything he could to persuade him, but it was no go, he wouldn't. However, it seems Mr. Vice threatened to send for a medical man on his own account, because, you see, he was getting a bit nervous. And then Mr. Graves gave way, but only on one condition. He said the doctor was to come from a distance and was not to be told who he was or where he lived or anything about him and he made Mr. Vice promise to keep to that condition before he'd let him send. So Mr. Vice promised, and of course he's got to keep his word. But, I said with a smile, you've just told me his name, if his name really is Graves. You can form your own opinion on that, said the coachman. And, I added, "'As to not being told where he lives, I can see that for myself. "'I'm not blind, you know.' "'Well, take the risk of what you see,' the man replied. "'The question is, will you take the job on?' "'Yes, that was the question, and I considered it for some time before replying. "'We medical men are pretty familiar with the kind of person who can't bear doctors, "'and we like to have as little to do with him as possible.' he is a thankless and unsatisfactory patient, intercourse with him is unpleasant, he gives a great deal of trouble and responds badly to treatment, if this had been my own practice I should have declined the case offhand, but it was not my practice, I was only a deputy, I could not lightly refuse work which would yield a profit to my principal, unpleasant though it might be.' As I turned the matter over in my mind, I half-unconsciously scrutinized my visitor, somewhat to his embarrassment, and I liked his appearance as little as I liked his mission. He kept his station near the door, where the light was dim, for the illumination was concentrated on the table and the patient's chair— but I could see that he had a somewhat sly, unprepossessing face, and a greasy red moustache that seemed out of character with his rather perfunctory livery, though this was mere prejudice. He wore a wig, too, not that there was anything discreditable in that, and the thumbnail of the hand that held his hat bore disfiguring traces of some injury, which, again, though unsightly, in no wise reflected on his moral character— Lastly, he watched me keenly, with a mixture of anxiety and sly complacency that I found distinctly unpleasant. In a general way he impressed me disagreeably, I did not like the look of him at all, but nevertheless I decided to undertake the case. "'I suppose,' I answered at length, "'it is no affair of mine who the patient is or where he lives. But how do you propose to manage the business?' "'Am I to be led to the house blindfolded like the visitor to the bandit's cave?' "'The man grinned slightly and looked very decidedly relieved. "'No, sir,' he answered. "'We ain't going to blindfold you. "'I've got a carriage outside. "'I don't think you'll see much out of that.' "'Very well,' I rejoined, opening the door to let him out. "'I'll be with you in a minute.' "'I suppose you can't give me any idea as to what is the matter with the patient?' "'No, sir, I can't,' he replied, and he went out to see to the carriage.